Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the election season, and on in our studio today we have Councilman Marty Small of Atlantic City, New Jersey, who is a candidate for mayor. Councilman Small, welcome to the program. Uh, yes, thank you for having me, and good morning to your listening audience. Very good. So before we jump into a few questions, uh, it will be helpful if you can share with our audience, uh, you, you know, a little bit about your background, education, and, and anything okay. you want to share with, with how Marty Small became the councilman and candidate uh, for mayor of Atlantic City. Okay. Well, um, I'm Marty Small Sr. Um, I'm married to uh, Dr. Laquetta Small, who's from North Jersey. Um, she's from North. Uh, we have a son and a daughter, uh, Marty Small Jr., who's seven, and my daughter, the boss of the house, Jada, who's eight. I mean, excuse me, who's nine. And I was born and raised in the city of Atlantic City. I'm a proud product of the Atlantic City school system. Um, I then uh, went to Stockton after I graduated from high school. I had a little bit of success uh, as an athlete, being a basketball and baseball star in high school. Um, I went to Stockton, and I graduated with a degree in communications in 1998. And six days after I graduated, I signed a semi-professional basketball contract, and I played that summer for the Atlantic City Seagulls, the 1998 championship team. Uh, realizing that basketball wasn't going to pay the bills the rest of the life, um, I immediately uh, came home to Atlantic City and started my career as a social caseworker in the welfare department. Um, after that, I was promoted to a job where it was a special uh, pilot program through the state. It was through the state law, excuse me, through the State Department of Law and Public Safety the Atlantic City Health and Human Services Department, and the Atlantic City Police Department. It was called the Community Partnership uh, Grant, where my job, um, under the direction of Shemaine Gunter-Gary, I was the Safe Haven Program Coordinator, and my, and my job was to provide youth and senior activities in the targeted area. And at the time, that targeted area was between the areas of New Jersey and Tennessee Avenue. Uh, we did a lot of great things with that program. Uh, we we ran senior activities. We ran an all-boys day camp and an all-girls day camp. The all-boys camp was all sports, and the uh, all-girls day camp was precious jewels. And we were able to get a lot of things done. Um, I also wanted to give back uh, to the community through basketball, and we had a men's midnight basketball league that we ran for eight years. It was named after the late, great Elwood Roberts, and Bank of America was the chief sponsor along with various casinos. And... Uh, we, we kept the crime down, uh, you know, during the time the Midnight League uh, was in existence. And I'll never forget uh, public safety director, former public safety director Bob Pugh, in a newspaper article about the league, he said there were about 200 shots fired in Atlantic City the other night, but they were all at the PAL uh, playing basketball. So um, I've been able to give back to the community uh, through that. Um, I was a kid. I grew up in the Virginia Avenue uh area, the Virginia Avenue Courts area at the time was the worst neighborhood uh, in the city, but I was able to stay above the fray. I grew up in a house with eight women, and I was able to stay, you know, involved with my church and youth activities, and uh, I was always a Boys and Girls Club kid, and, you know, morning, noon, and night, I was at the Boys and Girls Club, and as a matter of fact, all of my friends used to joke, and even the staff at the Boys and Girls Club saying that when I get older one day, I'm going to come back and run that. 
uh, run the facility. And I did just that. Um, I opened the Boys and Girls Club in January uh, 2004, when it, um, January 2000, when the building first opened. And it was a chance for me to go back home. And I was a unit director for four and a half years. Uh, during that time there, I started to get involved uh, politically. I was I was um, appointed to the Atlantic City Free Public Library Board of Trustees. And about a year and a half later, I ran for the Atlantic City Board of Education, uh, which I was the top vote getter and served as vice president for two years. Then there was an opportunity for me to run uh, for city council in the second ward. And in January 1st, 2004, I was sworn in as the youngest elected council member in the history of the city. And uh, January 1st, 2016, I was sworn into my fourth term. And at that meeting, um, I was elected city council president, which is a title that I held uh, the past two years. Uh, during that time, also last year, I reached another educational milestone as I received my master's degree in educational leadership uh, from Cheney University. So that brings us uh, to the day, um, city council president, and now, you know, a candidate for mayor. And I just, you know, love Atlantic City. I like to tell people that I'm not going anywhere, that I'm Atlantic City born, I'm Atlantic City bred, and when I die, I'm going to be Atlantic City dead. That is a very, very impressive background, and I've learned something new. And in, in the sp and, and as I'm learning something new, that you work with my sister, in the spirit of full disclosure, Shermaine Gunter-Gary is my sister. Okay. But I just, yes. but I just learned about your your this this impressive background. Very nice, very nice. So yeah, and 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 it's funny at the debate the other night, um, I mentioned that because, you know, and I'll get into it with my platform. You know, we lost our way with certain services, and recreation was one of them. And I'm telling you, listen, your sister was so hard on me, but I can say she whipped me in the shape. And you know, we get a laugh about it because I said, well, after a while, like. Shermaine isn't looking for me. She isn't asking me questions. She said because I knew you had it at that point. But, you know, I was, uh, you know, she was, she was, it was all tough love. And, you know, to this day, um, I respect her for that because, you know, when you're coming out of school and, you know, you're politically connected and, you know, she really whipped me in the shape. She taught me how to do things the right way. And, you know, I thank her for that. Well, you know, I, I've watched Shermaine uh, do that over hmm, the last 20-some years. And uh, she she helped raise me. So, believe me, I, I understand the pain. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, 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 I tell you, she's a sweetheart. I call her our, our angel on earth. But let's jump into why are you running for mayor of Atlantic City? Well, um, I'm running for mayor of Atlantic City because I think our government has lost its way uh, with serving the people. Uh, Any time that you want to eliminate um, programs for our two most precious resources, our children and our seniors, uh, that's a problem. And not to have a plan to back it up. There was an attempt by Mayor Guardian and um, former city council president, who's also running for mayor, Frank Gillian, there was an attempt to privatize our recreation. Um, you know, people want to talk about they're not for privatizing certain things, but they fired 40 rec workers in an attempt to say that we want to outsource recreation to different entities. It didn't work. They never had a plan. And, you know, the city is still uh, struggling with that uh, to this day. Um, I believe, um, you know, I'm focused on a Democratic primary right now because if I don't win June 6th, I don't get to November. So 
I'm going to talk about the Democratic primary at this point. I believe that I'm the most uh, the most qualified, accomplished, and experienced candidate in the race because it's different from being a councilman versus being a mayor. And none of those gentlemen have the, uh, the, the administrative experience that I have. When you ask people about being in charge of budgets over $1 million, uh, they fumble and want to say they know how to handle their personal finances. But you and I both know that unless you're a billionaire, there's nothing that can prepare you from handling a $206 million budget with your personal finances if you're not bringing home that type of capital. So um, I've been a revenue and finance chair. I've been involved with the revenue and finance committee for years. And um, I'm proud to say that, you know, through uh, my leadership on that committee and working with the administration in the state, uh, for the first time in a while, we've been able to lower the taxes in Atlanta City on the municipal side. But um, in addition to that, um, I, I, I just think that um, Atlantic City needs uh, fresh new ideas from uh, the mayor's office, um, someone that can relate to the community and that has a history of getting things done. And I know people will say, well, you've been on city council for 14 years and this hasn't – well, listen, I mean, I'm not one to point the fingers and blame because there's enough blame to go around uh, with all of us. But as I said, I never had an opportunity to be mayor, and this is the office that I'm seeking. Um, I come with a plan, not just substance. I'm not one of the people that just say, oh, vote for me because I feel I deserve it. I paid my dues. That much is true, but I'm also coming with a plan and a history of getting things done uh, for the people of Atlantic City, and I'm, I'm just excited about this opportunity. Well, this is a great segue to, to my next question when you say you're coming with a plan. Um, let's talk about your vision and strategy, and then let's talk about your plan. What is your vision and strategy yes. and plan for Atlantic City? Well, well, I envision the city of Atlantic City under my first term um, as the mayor who will be governing uh, without the state takeover, per se. Um, don't get me wrong, we still need the state's help and resources, and we're going to hold them accountable to that, but we want to govern ourselves. The people elected us to do uh, do their job, to be their voice, to be their eyes and ears. And uh, right now, that's not happening because the state can usurp the power of city council as they just did with the recent uh, privatization of uh, the sanitation department. But here's uh, a little bit about the Marty Small plan. Um, as I stated, first, I was a part of the plan that Wall Street, um, Moody's, called robust and detailed but we know it was rejected for political reasons, and therefore the state took over. I want to continue to lower the taxes over my first term. And the way that you lower the taxes, because uh, the state doesn't want to give Atlantic City none of its revenues back, that there's the parking tax, the luxury tax, and the hotel fee. Now, what made the city in America where people stay there nightly and they don't recoup the fee from the guests? The city of Atlantic City. I mean, it, 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 is, it is embarrassing that there's millions and millions of dollars that could be coming back to the city of Atlantic City that would make taxes little to none, you know, I mean, no problem. So we have to get back on that to get additional revenue streams, but here's one of my plans. Um, and to quote a politician, I'm going to make Creta pay for it. Um, I've already started talking to Creta about instituting a plan to bring established families back, to bring the middle class back. Because Atlantic City ratios are uneven. You have 70% uh, renters and 30% homeowners. And we need to grow our rateable base to continue to decrease taxes. Now, back in the 90s, they had a successful program with uh, um, the police. They had the police officers live in the community um, in Atlantic City, and they gave them incentives to, to do so. 
and they forgave a, a portion of their mortgage and also gave every officer a take-home car. Well, we need to expand that to public safety as well because I've always said if Atlantic City is good enough to make money here, if Atlantic City is good enough to play here, Atlantic City is sure enough uh, good enough to live here. But and wasn't it? But wasn't it that. some of the previous administrations that allowed uh, members of their executive board to live outside the city? Uh, yes, yes. The ordinance uh, hasn't been enforced as far as people living in the city of Atlantic City, and under my administration, uh, that 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 definitely will happen. And um, due to the fact that we have so many teachers that teach in the city but don't live here and including a lot of my peers and i get on them as well we want to offer incentives to all the professionals uh teachers uh you know stop them my alma mater is coming to the city we want some of their professors to live here and other entity i mean and in, other industries that are coming here that have professionals we want to bring them to the city of atlantic city and create a you know community of established families to get more people on the tax roll and that's how you decrease your taxes um, in addition to that, um, we have a social change agenda. Um, I don't know if you've been here lately, but the state of Pacific, and particularly Atlantic Avenue, is is not a good look for our image. Um, it's not what Atlantic City wants to be, mm-hmm. and you know we definitely need to clean that up. And I understand that we suffer from great hound therapy here, where a lot of communities near and far send send people with problems here to the city of Atlantic City on a one way bus ticket and say, you know, figure it out. That puts pressure on our image. That puts pressure on our public safety. And and at the end of the day, regardless of their problems, we, they're, they're still God's children, and we have to service them. So we want to partner with John Brooks and other agencies uh, to get those people the services that they need. Um, I'm big on ex-offenders. That was one of our first platform pieces that we rolled out. Ex-offenders are, are important to the community because particularly in urban areas, and I can speak for Atlantic City, that um, there's a lot of single parents. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times the males uh, have problems. And we want to have a program not only for ex-offenders, um, but we want to get, get fathers mainstream back into their child's lives. And, you know, we want to offer programs and services, not to just say, oh, yes, we're going to get you a job. And, you know, yes, we have an ex-offender who's now working. That doesn't work. They need to be mainstreamed back in the community. They need to be counseled. They need to be followed, um, hopefully like six months uh, to a year. And, you know, we just continue, we have to continue to offer services to them so that way we have a better um, community. They're mainstreamed back into the community, and, you know, they feel rehabilitated back into the society. Also, we're going to partner with ACCC and Stockton to offer them uh, education. You know, just because you um, unfortunately uh, go to jail, that doesn't mean that you're not bright enough to graduate and do things like, like you know, people who didn't. So... We want to mainstream them back um, to the community and educate them as well. So that's a part of that agenda. Um, the recreation program, mm-hmm. as I stated, you know, we're going to bring that back not only for youth, adults, and senior citizens. And this is what we're suffering from in the city of Atlantic City. Not only do we have to rebuild our political bench, but we need to rebuild our professional bench by offering opportunities to young people. Mm-hmm. If a young person comes graduates from college now, there's not a lot of opportunities in the city of Atlantic City. I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to get my start and understand everybody cannot and will not work for the city, but I'm talking about recruiting jobs and careers. And that's what we want to do. A lot of people talk about, yes, we want to have a jobs program. That's fine. But let's talk about getting these young people careers because everyone wants to have a nice 
a sustainable family with a good job and uh, great benefits to take care of them. Uh, lastly, we want to create, um, you know, opportunities for developers. Um, once once everyone sees a structured tax base in the city and that, that, that Atlantic City is good to do business with, listen, um, I'm not the special interest candidate in this election. I'm not bought and paid for, not by no one. Um, I can't say that for the rest of the candidates. But if special interest, interest is Atlantic City and doing right for the people, we'll do business. If they want to come in here, take over, and only benefit them, uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll go in another direction. Um, Atlantic City is not going to be dictated to. You know, we represent the people, and that's what we're going to do. And one key thing, and we're going to work with Stockton as well because we have to use these resources. They're right in town. They have a small business development center. We have to get small business and particularly minority businesses because, as you know, they were the hub of Atlantic City on the north side. And those yes. businesses are non-existent now. And under my leadership and under my direction, we're going to bring it back all while making Atlantic City the entertainment destination of the world again. Well, you know, you, you, you say uh, quite a few great things there, Marty. And I'm thinking about, you know, the beach and the boardwalk and one of the quotes that I've talked with with folks because my sister and my mother is still in Lang City, which I, I still very care about, is that if Walt Disney can put uh, Disney World down in Swampland and draw families, it seems to me that Atlantic City has that opportunity as well. well. To, to, to that point, what about the crime? What is the plan to, to address the, the issues of crime in Atlantic City? Well, I released a platform uh, um, agenda on Monday. And uh, I had a town hall meeting uh, last Friday. Um, I represent the second ward, which is, uh, um, you know, recently had three murders in the span of 10 days. I take no comfort in that. But also as an elected official, I don't hide from it either. Um, you have to be realistic. Um, I know a lot of people get emotional during that time mm. and say, well, you know, what is this person doing? What is this person doing? Um, and I said this time and time again, and I have a real relationship with my constituents, and they understand where I'm coming from. Government doesn't raise your children. Um, I've always challenged everyone in the city of Atlantic City if each and every household just takes, you know, a minute to get their house in order and, you know, have the parents step up. Um, we'll have a better city, but um, you're never going to stop violence. You can only deter violence. Um, it's a sad situation. Uh, we had a town hall meeting. Um, we're putting, uh, um, implementing some new programs. Uh, the chief of police was there. The Atlanta County prosecutor was there, representatives from the state police, and the head agent in charge of the Atlantic City FBI office was there. And we were talking about solutions. And the management company, um, um, Interstate Realty Management, which is a subsidiary of Michael's Development, um, they're buying in as well. Um, with uh, different things, they're going to have a substation uh, in the Marina District, as well as uh, two-story poles around the property with cameras that are linked directly into the Atlantic City Police Department's uh, new surveillance center. So we're going to have to get um, to the root of the problem. The unfortunate thing is when we have these community meetings, the people that are doing the crime is not there. And, of course, law enforcement um, is urging people to cooperate through various uh, tip systems and you know, we just got to keep plugging away at it. Crime isn't going to go away, but um, it's unacceptable of what's going on, and we got to do a better job. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Councilman Marty Small Sr., who is the candidate in the Democratic primary 
for the office of mayor of Atlantic City, New Jersey. You know, Marty, uh, some years ago, I was at church, at Second Baptist Church. It was my mother's birthday. It was uh, 2011. And Pastor Colin A. Days had made it a pill to the congregation about the recent murders that had occurred in the city at a particular location. And he appealed to them that we need to not protect the ones that are committing the crimes. We need to turn them in. And so you're absolutely right when you say that. You, you, you're, I think what you're doing there, having those meetings, are very, very important. Uh, but, you know, the folks in the neighborhood have to speak up or have to, as you say, provide that tip that will lead to the arrest to, to deter these folks from taking over our neighborhoods as they have in some cases. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's what uh, the prosecutor, the FBI agent, and the chief of police of Atlantic City uh, stressed that, you know, it takes everyone. Yes, we're in leadership position. And, you know, when things happen, when you're the leader, you know, you take the blame. And, you know, sometimes uh, you have to listen to the people. And that's what we did. And it was important. And they, they, they stressed that the residents uh, cooperate. Absolutely. And Henry White, I believe, is the um, the chief of police, correct? <clears throat> yes. And uh, Chief White has done a tremendous job of changing the way that the police relate to the community. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for a while, every council meeting, you know, people used to come and talk about the, you know, the heavy handedness of our police department and under his leadership. Uh, that has changed. It that, needs to be commended for that. That's great. You know, Henry and I went to uh, school together, so we've spent a lot of time in our uh, early years, much early years. So it's good to hear that uh, Henry's doing a great job. Let's talk about um, poverty and education. Um, as, as you know, if, if one is not educated about the opportunities that life has before them, uh, folks tend to turn to crime. Atlantic City is a very small place. However, there is significant poverty. What what type of programs would you like to reiterate? I know when you're going through your programs, you touched upon another of them. But <coughs> in your first, let's say, uh, let's say first year, what are some of the programs that you would like to see to be put in place to begin to address the issue of poverty? Well, um, first, you have to have a comprehensive program that, is, that, that, is, that only not only assesses each individual, but addresses each individual's needs. And we're going to do that. I spoke about education. Um, we spoke about job training, uh, bringing jobs. It's one thing to say, yes, we want to bring jobs. And, okay, someone comes in, yes, you get them a job. But are you really helping them if they're not prepared? So we want to train the people, uh, make sure that they're ready. Uh, for whatever job and career that they go to, um, that they go to, and we want to educate them as well, because uh, that, that that was the hue and cry at the meeting on Friday. Um, a lot of the residents believe they said, "Look, if these young boys had jobs, you know, they'll get off the corner." Um, and, and and you know, situations come up like that, um, and unfortunately, some people are just uh, ingratiated into uh, you know wanting to deal with violence. Um, I know a lot of times people come home and they say, look, man, I'm done with the streets. You know, get me a job. I'm done. And they'll be out of jail for three months and then they'll get a job or they, they can't find a job. And then they find themselves uh, going back to jail for doing the same thing and doing double the amount of time. 
So we, we, we have to control that as best as we can mm-hmm. and partnering with agencies that, that can provide those services because, you know, you can have all the wish list that you want as a mayor, but if you don't have the connections and the resources to A, share services, B, uh, network, um, everything can't be on the city of Atlantic City's payroll. But right, these right. important services, and I believe that you budget by your priorities. And I said the other night at the NAACP debate, a lot of people say what they want to do, but you have to be detailed and, and have the wherewithal yes. to know yes. the financial condition of the city. That's why I said you have to inspect before you expect. Right. And I right. told him, I said, wrap it around your mind, y'all. You got to inspect before you expect. Because I believe the current mayor, that's exactly what he did, because he came in making all of these promises, what he was going to do to the budget. And then when he stepped foot in office and it was time to govern, it was like, uh-oh. Mm. Right. So we have approximately four minutes left, Councilman Small. What would you like to share with the citizens of Atlantic City <clears throat> as to why they should cast their vote for you? I believe it's on June 6th, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, um, once again, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to share my platform. But to the citizens of Atlantic City, you know Marty Small. The other candidates in the race, you say their name, you have to say who. You don't have to do that with me. Because before I ever came to you and asked you to vote for me in anything, I was in the community doing great work. And now that I'm aspiring to the mayor of Atlantic City's office, yes, I've been on council for 14 years. But again, I haven't, haven't had an opportunity to serve you as mayor. You know me. You can trust me. I'm in the community. You see me everywhere. I'm battle-tested, and that's the most important. You know I've been through the war personally, professionally, and politically. And even when they tried to, take, to try to tear me down and besmirch my character, I walked around this community with my head held high, and I served you and represented you to the fullest. You need to know how your leaders act under adversity because you can tell their real character. I live by a quote by the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands at moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. In Atlantic City, I stood for you. I stood for you against the state takeover when no one in the, else, no one in the Democratic race would. I stood against the private, privatization of the MUA when no one in the Democratic race would. I stood up for public safety when no one in the Democratic race would. I personally, as the Revenue Chairman, uh, Revenue Finance Chairman, Help lower your taxes when no one else in the race would. So you know Marty Small. You know that I've been a champion for this community. And Atlantic City, as an electorate, you gave a lifeguard a chance to be mayor. You gave a firefighter a chance to be mayor. And you just gave a director of a special improvement district a chance to be mayor in the last election. Take a look at my history. Take a look at my experience. Take a look at what I've done uh, for the community. I've done more than all of them, not to take anything away from them, but I'm asking you for a chance. And as I stated, I'm the man with the plan. I have a sound platform, and you know what I've done, and you know what I have the potential to do in the future with your support. I appreciate you, Atlantic City. I love you, Atlantic City. And remember, Atlantic City's problems are big, but the solution is small. Vote Marty Small for mayor, column E. Um, Bruce Weeks for Council at Large. Um, 
Derek Kayshawn for Council at Large, Coach Lamont Fontleroy for Council at Large, Ernest Corsi for, for State Assembly, and Jim Johnson for Governor. Remember when you go beyond the polls, column E is for me. Column E is for me, and therefore column E is for you. Thank you, and have a great day. And by the way, uh, Councilman Small, if you could, what is your website that folks can get more information about your platform? Okay, I'm sorry. www.martysmallformayor.com, and that's the number four, www.martysmallformayor.com. Well, Councilman Small Sr., I want to thank you for coming on the program and sharing, really, your very impressive platform to help the citizens of Atlantic City to grow the city to be not the playground of uh, uh, the Jersey Shore, but the playground of the world. And that's how we lost our way. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to thank our in-studio guest, Councilman Marty Small Sr., who is the current councilman in Atlantic City running for mayor on June 6th. That wraps it up for this week on leadership. Remember, if you missed any part of this broadcast, you can go to iTunes U. Look for Seton Hall University in the show, Leadership with Darrell Gunter, and you'll see our 189 shows, including this one. So that wraps it up for this week. We want to thank you for your time. Have a great weekend. And remember, leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM.